0: Hi everybody, thank you for downloading the podcast and for supporting the show. You are listening to Extreme Restraints University. Are you sure? (laughs) So, welcome to Extreme Restraints University. We are so glad you could join us once again. Uh, We are still in the middle of this lovely pandemic, so we're we're still doing it this way. because We want to be safe. So today, like always, the amazing Aiden Starr, myself, Ian Rath, and today we are lucky enough to have the beautiful and amazing Kendra James.
1: Hey, hello, baby. hello. Good to you see people? you guys.
0: It's been forever. It has been way too damn long, I gotta tell you.
1: It has been forever. I'm, I'm over it as I'm sure everybody else is ready for the pandemic to be done so we can all be in the same room together again. Yes,
0: yeah. that would be amazing. So my question as always is Aiden. Hey, baby. What are we talking about today?
2: Well I'm done picking my nose now so I can answer you. Um I was um informed uh, you, sweetheart, that this is female empowerment month. And so we decided to talk about femdom, which um Kendra and I did a FemDom show a while ago with yep. Jay West that um I guess the footage went on for like five or six hours or whatever happened. You guys' footage went on long enough that
0: I left the studio, went outside, had a cigarette and came back in.
2: (laughs) From what I understand actually, you smoked a whole pack of cigarettes and it was five or six hours later. Like I heard you went to a bar, like started a relationship, had a child, bought a new horse, Raised the child,
0: put the kid through college. And then yeah. you guys got done playing around. A
2: whole ass person fucking came and went, and we were still fucking with some nice gentlemen's balls because of yeah, yeah.
0: So weirdly enough, today we don't have Jay here, so that's not going to happen. So it's all we're, we're going okay. to talk about it. This is Ian Rath. Thank you for downloading and enjoying the podcast. XRU is brought to you by ExtremeRestraints.com. ExtremeRestraints.com and XRU believe that adults of all genders, orientations, cultures, identities, and abilities have the right to choose their sexual identity and express without fear of judgment or persecution. We support the right to intimacy and passion in sexual relationships, the pursuit of sex positive education and sexual desires, to help educate people to have healthy and fulfilling sex lives and to encourage sexual exploration and enhance sexual wellness. So I want to know, I got a question. That's been on my mind since we decided this.
2: Burning a hole in the back of your head. What is it? True. So not Disney related,
0: right? So regular, regular sense. domination, right? Or femdom. Is there a difference besides the name? What's the difference?
1: Regular domination versus femdom? Femdom.
0: Because femdom has a very specific name attached to it, femdom, right? So you get femdom and you get domination.
1: So femdom, well, femdom would be the abbreviation of female domination, right? Which is the implication of, of a female, a woman, dominating somebody. Um, the implication is typically female domination to male submission,
2: yeah.
1: um, although I sort of feel like femdom could also apply to female dom, female sub as well, but then you sort of get into lesbian domination. There's all sorts of terms that float around and are sort of um, normalized, I think, mm-hmm. but could absolutely apply to different things. I'm just,
0: Donna,
2: trying, to get, I'm just the, trying to get
0: this party started and, and us having a, a, a yeah, adult so conversation
2: about it. In this. terms of femdom, I think that that is kind of a classic term um, that relies on the gender binary and um, is reactive to the patriarchy in that domination is kind of open or means male dom often and so we say against the idea of the patriarchy that femme dom is a woman over a man traditionally but like Kendra brings up those ideas of like a classic gender binary and how they relate to um, fetish sex are crumbling. As, as, as language around sexuality evolves and changes, as language always has and always does. you know It's different now than it was 10 years ago, even more so than 20 years ago. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's an evolving term that I think I agree with Kendra. At one time was only um, female top, male, bottom, and now is kind of more open and, and looser, um, especially as um, gender non-binary, gender fluid, transgender people enter um, the major playing field and we all kind of work in a pansexual field where anybody can mm-hmm. fuck anybody at any time. It's different now.
0: Yeah, right. I'm really happy that a lot of these things are being re-looked at, reworked out, language is being changed.
2: Yeah, and, it's and,
0: and being more encompassing uh, for, of everybody.
2: Yeah, inclusive. It's beautiful. It's yeah. fucking beautiful. And it's freeing for everybody. Like. I don't know that anybody really likes the idea of the patriarchy, like of just the gender binary. Like I know men who, you know, aren't trans, but like to dress like women sometimes. And those same men could be tops. They don't, they aren't necessarily bottoms. You know what I mean? And I like this whole idea that um, if you're, a man and you like to feminize or be gender fluid or be a dandy that you have to be humiliated. They're proud of it. And they like to, you know what I mean? We know a lot of people like that, actually. No, you
0: can just as easily be be a top or be a switch or be, you can be anything you want to be. Be Anything you want to be. Really? So I want to talk about the difference between, and I, I think this is very interesting and important. The difference between going to a pro dom and I, I, I know a, a number of people who go to pro-doms because that's their, they dig it, that's their thing, fabulous. And or having a, a DS or an MS relationship in the confines of your uh, couple relationship, of your partnership. Sure. How's, how's that vary, ladies? What do you think?
1: Well, I mean, obviously the dynamic you have within your own relationship is just that. It's the the dynamic within your own relationship, however you choose to explore that and the terms that you choose to put on that. Um, If you're going to a pro-dominatrix, there could be a number of reasons you're doing that. You're curious about domination, you want to explore it. Maybe you want to open the door with your significant other. Maybe you don't have a significant other to do these things with. So you would go see a pro-dom and you know, explore the things that you're curious about, because you don't have a partner to explore yeah. these with. There you go. So, I, think, I
0: think you just said a very interesting thing, is I think a lot of people that aren't in the scene you going pro-doms is quite possibly a terrifying experience where you just, you get what they put out. And though I've never been to a pro-dom, but I know quite a number of them. Yeah. Interested in, and they'll go from there. And if they have that skill set, they'll They'll work with you, so to speak. Would you think that- Yeah, so
2: I guess what you're referring to is that like everybody's version of domination is different and individual. Yes. It definitely is. And then to answer your earlier question or address your earlier question. So one, one, the difference between um, pro dom and real life dom is that in pro dom, you're paying for service. And in real life, Dom, it's, it's not paying for a service. So if you commodify things or if there's gifts given, it's different because it's a personal relationship as opposed to paying for a service. So in one, there's one, the etiquette of paying for a service and how you would be paying for any service. And in the other, there's the etiquette of a relationship and how you'd be in any relationship. And those things definitely can cross in any industry. People are friends with their clients or, you know what I mean? It's it's not so strict, but, but then um, your second point of that, every experience and every provider is a different experience. And each provider has her own idea about what femdom looks like for her. And that's so important because there is no rule about what femdom is. There is no Olympic committee of femdom. Even if you had an Olympic committee, the people on the committee would disagree, like a guarantee. You know what right. I mean? So, cause I think of my contemporaries that are 40 and above, and we don't all have the same idea of what femdom is. We have very sometimes conflicting ideas, but we all respect each other. Because we know, like the, at the core of it, that it's about autonomy and expressing yourself and having that female empowerment to say, "This is my idea of femdom. i safe, safe, sane, and consensual, and so I enjoy being." There Absolutely. you have it. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, don't you think it's important to pick people that have skill sets that? So if, if you're going to dom anybody, I don't care if you what gender orientation you are, you probably have very specific skill sets that go along with what you yeah. want to do.
1: Yeah. If you are right? right, if you are somebody who wants medical play, you want to do a medical role play scene, you want heavy medical role play, you're going to see somebody with that skill set. You're not going to see someone else who has not developed that skill set or is not interested in it or is maybe dabbling in it but not too experienced and could potentially hurt you. You're going to seek out the people or I would hope that one would seek out the people <laughs> who who so what let's their say, let's say and inclinations are
0: yeah absolutely. So let's say the person over here is very interested in FEMDOM and they talk to their partner and their partner says, okay, I love you. Um, I'm interested too. Um but then they're gonna have to discuss what both of them want to get out of this relationship and then work with together and probably very slowly to build their skill sets. I mean, you just can't jump into something at a hundred miles an hour. Yeah,
2: oh, talking about no. your goals, interests, and boundaries first is very important. And then Like you said, once you identify goals, once you identify um, interests and once you identify boundaries, um, you can then isolate like where you would find this skill set. Like XRU is a good place to find a skill set. People talk to me on OnlyFans because they do a lot of personal interaction on there. Funny, we were just talking about that for the show. They say, hey, Aiden, I want to learn pegging or cock and ball busting or whatever. You know what I mean? And I say, hey, we have like what is it, five or six years of episodes of Extreme Restraints mm-hmm. University, go there and start doing that and then do more research. And then if they're looking for something like rigging, I say, well, you can do research online, but for my rigging skills, I finished with a Shibari master. So yeah. sometimes you wanna actually find a class, pay an expert to teach you stuff, like find somebody who offers these services. So it really depends on what kind of skill you're looking to learn. Um, but you can only okay. do that after you isolate and identify goals, limits, and um, and boundaries with your person that you're doing it with. And then, of course, respecting you might be into medical and that might creep them out. So maybe you're going to do some solo medical stuff in your self-love time so that you're satisfied on that level without needing them to fulfill it because they're not your fucking blow-up doll. Right.
1: And I, I do think also interests and boundaries change over time. And the more people explore, novices in particular, the more you start to explore and gain experience and play with your partner more, the more you may realize that you really enjoy, or maybe you saw something in a video that you want to try and it looks so exciting. The fantasy is amazing. Try it and realize that on a personal level, it's not for you. So interest boundaries, they they I feel like they're constantly evolving and constantly changing. And mm-hmm. playing with those things is really important. Exploring, discussing and exploring with your partner is really important in that aspect.
0: Well, haven't you ever started doing something? Okay, so all of us have been in the scene for a while and been doing weird, weird shit for a while. And I know with, and I I can imagine, and I know this has happened to me is. You want to do something and you think it's going to be really amazing and then 5 10 15 20 seconds into doing you're like uh-uh no 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 don't want to do this yet yeah,
2: yeah totally oh, yeah.
0: and it's not just you, and you can do it or your partner can do it or who you're doing it with can go uh sounded great the reality is not that good
2: i am um, i uh so okay uh i am a non-birth versatile top like without exception. And um that makes it really 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 hard for me to find partners because everybody in the world is at least a little bit versatile and I fucking just can't. So I've tried to bottom for my partners because I loved them and I really wanted it to work out and very typically 5 minutes into it I'm like get the fuck off me.
0: <laughs> so
2: yeah, yeah, I have had that and it you need to know and trust with someone that if you're gonna experiment particularly to open yourself to their interests, Mm -hmm. that sometimes that's just not gonna work. And you need to know that they're still gonna love you when you're not gonna do what they want you to do for them. You know, like I was with partners who understood that I just couldn't fucking do that. But you know what I do like to do? I do like to top submissive people, women, top submissive women with my partner. So typically I was like, hey, I feel like you can still have this. I just can't be the one that gave it to you. Um, I know polyamory isn't a convenient solution for everybody, which is why I usually suggest self-love time. If people want something, but their partner's not into it, like make masturbation time for yourself. Mm-hmm. You can have that because polyamory is not on the table for a lot of Americans. And I know that that's my convenient answer, but it's not everyone's convenient answer. It's not
0: everyone's.
2: I'm not doing that fucking shit.
0: Well, here's here's I think here's the other great tip if you do something uh, in a scene with your partner that doesn't work, it just didn't work. Yeah. Smile, laugh, yeah. Yeah.
2: say, hey,
0: that was interesting.
2: Yeah,
0: we're Backing out of this scene really quick. Yeah, So we should we like maybe maybe get a coffee, have a cookie, yeah. and then we'll go back to it, and we'll discuss. Regroup. Regroup, so yeah, we're going to regroup. We
1: get to regroup.
0: Because I've seen it, and I know, I know I've seen it with Aiden, is, uh people try to do something in scenes and it doesn't work and then somebody blames somebody for it well you're just you're just not trying whether it's the top blaming the bottom or the bottom even blaming the top and maybe you know sometimes shit just doesn't work
2: it does more work
0: that's simple and be gracious
2: yeah
0: laugh i mean don't okay laugh at them if they want to be laughed at i suppose but you know laugh together and go hey we've grown we have grown
2: together
1: and when you when you blame when you lay blame and when you say well you know you just didn't try then it kind of shuts the door for other things maybe maybe your partner decides that they don't want to do it anymore they don't want to try anymore because well now you've laughed at them now you've ridiculed them and blamed them for one particular thing not going right so it's Yeah, you have to be conscious of just sort of shrugging it off and saying, yeah, let's try
2: something else. I think it's so great that we bring that point up um, because I think that um, a lot of BDSM domination, um, sometimes male dom, but of course I'm more versed in femdom because that's what I fucking did for a living for a long time and how I lived for a long time as well. Um, There can be so much toxicity and abuse that masks masquerades as domination Um, And so many really important industry figures who um, espouse beliefs that we now know are abusive and um, toxic as like, no, this is what domination is. And that's not always the case. Like not like an an example, as Kendra said, if something doesn't go right, like just be cool, take it back, like regroup. Whereas um, in certainly one of the ways I was taught to do femdom oh, it's their fucking fault every fucking time. It's their fault. They're the man, they're fucking bad. It's their fucking fault. And there was this toxic rhetoric that I was taught that never really sat with me, but an industry leader taught that to me because that was how she was taught. And like, there was that very toxic nest to BDSM um, that's kind of devolved and, and fortunately like been rearranged over the years. And while it's fine to do that kind of role play as a fantasy There has to be the break between the fantasy and the peer-to-peer reality, which is what you're talking about with the regroup is a peer-to-peer. So that's a really awesome point that I think a lot of people don't get when they're learning femdom because they just learn the fantasy aspect of it and not the reality.
1: Right. And I think that's such an important thing uh, to bring up, the fantasy versus the reality, because you you can be cruel, bitchy, humiliating, yell and scream. You can do that. However, I do think it's important to remember that that is the fantasy and not necessarily the reality and how you're going to interact with that person on a regular basis. I don't want to be yelled and screamed at and humiliated 24 hours a day. Maybe, you know, once in a while in a role play sort of scene, sure. But if you come at me like that on a regular basis, like,
0: it's going to go yeah. poorly
1: huh Is that what you say? Go, yeah shit's gonna gonna be done real quick you yeah. know so yeah. but i think a lot of people do view femdom as very much that way 24 7. yeah the humiliation aspect of it and really drilling home to the submissive it's your fault Just didn't work amor- yeah. and i think that's yeah you you have to realize all that does is break people down and second guess themselves. And when they're in that state, they're not going to be a good submissive. they're going to be fearful.
0: Right. So, so I, I personally my personal view on a DS and MS relationship is that it should help you. It should build you up. It should yeah, build build you up. it should yeah. it should be a safe space for you. Now yeah. if you're crawling around on your hands and knees yeah. on ground you should feel good about it and sexy and loved and cared about or if you're 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 chained up to a bondage board yes. or something uh and you're getting single tailed you should feel loved and cared about.
2: Yes. Yes. But that's me.
0: You you hold on. Y'all do it any way you want to out there. Um but check with your partner and see what they want because ask it's going to be lot better.
2: Yeah, ask first.
0: You got to be both on the same page when you're doing this stuff. You really have to both be on the same, or both, or all of you, or how many there are, be on the same page.
2: Everybody.
0: Everybody. Yeah. Right. It's like the song says. Everybody.
2: What song is that? I don't
0: know, the song with everybody. There
2: okay. is. I'm Please, I'm trying to maintain right now because I just want to crack jokes about Disneyland like all day. I'm trying to fucking talk philosophical fucking... Very
1: serious here. Come on, we're very serious. Serious
2: here. porn. <laughs> serious fucking business. God damn it. God damn it. We, should we talk about dildos?
0: Yeah, sure. That's, there's one sitting behind Kendra.
2: So, yeah, you uh, have a big-ass dildo back there. Why, why
1: this, you say? What? This dildo. Oh. Are, are we going to chat about butt stuff? Yes, please.
0: Let's <laughs> chat about butt stuff. So...
2: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. Aiden, do you know, so, any, do you know
1: anybody who's into
2: anal? Do you, I'm do you like I'm the butt gremlin. I want to crawl. Up in butt. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the butt xenomorph. I want to crawl up in there and lay my fucking eggs. No, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why Tina and I do this. Because you know yeah. what this is. Oh, of course. I know what this of is. Course. Yeah. Of course. Of course. Could you imagine cruising
0: around Disneyland all day with her and, and Dana Diarmond, and they're walking around all day doing this?
2: Being fucking power dykes and fucking running around Disney like this.
0: Yeah. Like in lines yeah. of the, 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 the uh, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride and they're
1: like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Time for a fisting on Mr. Yeah. Toad's Wild Ride. Yeah, it's that, this is what Mr. Toad's Wild Ride is. It's a fist.
0: I th- I like that ride, by the way. Love that okay, ride. Oh,
2: I do. Yeah. I heard that about you.
0: <laughs> no, Mr. Toad's Yeah. Anyway. Oh, I
2: heard that about you. So so now it's is, okay. is, is this I thing to I be- understand. No, no, it's fine. I heard that about you. That's is okay. This thing
0: now going to be called Mr. Toad's Wild Ride.
2: Whatever, whatever you want. Is that what is that what you want to go by? Because I'll call you that now.
0: No, was- no, it's not what I want to go by.
2: Yes, are you sure though? Are Kendra- you sure, Kendra- Mr. Toad's Tone- Kendra- Wild Ride? You can't take it back. Wait. Can I be Cyril?
0: Sure. Who's badger, Cyril? Right? Who's Cyril?
2: I think it was the Badger at yeah. Mr. Toad's Wild Ride.
0: We will look. We will look that up and
2: yeah. get another
0: name. Agent the Cyril badger, Star. But,
2: the butthole Badger.
1: Oh God! The Butthole, oh. badger. The butthole badger at Mr. Toad's Wild
2: Ride. So you got to burrow in there and then just. I feel like this is okay. Yeah,
0: I've, I don't even want to talk about
1: it.
2: Did say I could do it any way I wanted to, so you should just be careful. I feel like.
0: Yeah. Oh, for crying out loud!
2: So, this what is, do you have? What do you this have This is what here? the public wants to see.
0: Ms. Kendy James <laughs> fetish vixen. What you got? What you got? What's the, you got? I,
1: I got a few things. So, I I like to start with a butt plug. Okay. So for for those who are into anal or those curious about anal play. And uh, I, so kind of a, a random comment here. As a pro dominatrix, having seen many, many men over the years, mm-hmm. one of the questions I get about anal is does it make me gay? Like, okay. No. I, have you had this question before? Like, yeah. I feel yes. like men sort of have this weird concept of like, oh, butt stuff equals gay and like- Yes. Yes.
2: Right?
1: Which I I would like to address and say, no, no, it's just a part of your body that feels good. If that's what you're into, you have that prostate up there and you might just really like the sensation and that's okay.
2: Yes. Right?
1: Exactly,
2: completely agree. Um, If you're a man, you have sex with women, you're straight. If the woman is your top, still straight. You're just a bottom. That's totally cool. Also, um, yeah. maybe you're fucking gay also. And then that's okay. But if, but if, but if you want to have sex with a man, that makes you gay. But if you want to have sex with a woman, then you're fucking straight. And if that woman is a trans woman and she has a penis also still straight, still straight, still straight. Um, I, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of ways to be and a lot of things that feel yeah. good. Yes.
1: And I, don't feel like you should have to worry about sort of I agree roles to enjoy something that you want to enjoy
2: I so agree. I, I just
1: I, kind I, of wanted to throw that out there because I, I think, think that's kind a good of comment a good and I know just,
0: just you're a guy and you start doing anal stuff you don't get some big sign over your head that says I do anal stuff so nobody's gonna know
2: but if you nobody's do then I will try to be friends with you just as a heads up <laughs> to advocate for the, yeah. I like stuff, like get a fucking big neon sign. So I think that Kendra brings up a really awesome point and really good point, because I think that, um, I agree with you. I have, I've, I have had men suffer, um, in, in pursuing their own pleasure and hate themselves for pursuing their own pleasure because they were doing something that they thought was bad for them because right. they been programmed to think that, gay was bad and that their asshole was bad and that their pleasure was bad and that the only way to fuck was for them to stick their dick in something, which is just terrible because men should experience pleasure and life is short. And if a man feels like having something in his asshole feels good and his partner loves him and they're having a good time, they should do it. And you shouldn't stop yourself from experiencing consensual pleasure because you feel like it'll make you gay because okay, hold on hold on
0: it doesn't so matter woman so if you're a woman, so yeah, you're a woman really you like anal, what's it make you
2: um so i think what you're bringing up here Ian Rath, is that um are you bringing up that like it's a bigger deal if a guy's gay than yes. if a girl likes to fuck with chicks because i'm into this conversation a no, lot no
0: not no that's okay that can be part of it but what i'm dealing okay. with is what i'm talking about is if a woman likes anal it's all yeah. like, woo-hoo, very exciting.
2: Right,
1: right. Yeah. Like
0: saying, it can be, no, Now that's not right. So I think, reason.
1: right. So I think that gets into sort of gender roles as well. Yeah. And, and
0: social, so, social bias.
2: Social yeah, bias, gender roles, exactly. level,
1: Because
0: Absolutely. I think there's somebody in this conversation that once told me the butthole is the great equalizer because everybody has one yeah yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs> the
2: butthole is the great equalizer that's there you go
1: yeah. i like
2: fucking buttholes. i'm actually butthole sexual i'm pansexual butthole sexual because i'm just a butt top yes um, you are. i like being a dominatrix and i enjoy high protocol stuff but like i'm just a nasty butt gremlin um I mean that's how I identify and so because of that I can have sex with men um I prefer women because like duh but um I can have sex with men if they let me be the butt gremlin then I can do it with them but if they're trying to hold me down and fuck my pussy I'm like a butt gremlin doesn't switch
1: <laughs> a butt gremlin doesn't switch
0: the yeah. top, only <laughs> top only. So, so Kendra, if, if you were going to take that butt plug, right, where well, you got it, and that does something special, doesn't it? it, so
1: it this does. And the- I was going to say if you are new to something like this, if you're new to anal and you want to explore, I personally feel like butt plugs are a go- good way to go because they're varying oh. sizes. You can train yourself to take bigger sizes and then you can get fun toys. Like this, that are remote controlled. Yeah. Oh, so if you're having self-love time, you can control it yourself. And if you are with your partner, you can give your partner the remote control, and they can control you. So that so, that that, that, that I yeah. I don't know. Ooh, can you see it in my hand? Shaking There's around.
0: A... <laughs> oh, and... In a in a man, that's gonna maybe rub against the prostate. Yeah. And also, it's gonna give that nerve bundle uh, at your your anal opening a good woohoo thrill. And if it's in a woman, it's gonna give that same nerve bundle a good woohoo and maybe cross, uh, press through uh, into the G spot area.
2: Exactly.
0: Which exactly. I actually
2: now think is part of the clitoris as an extension of that. Yeah. There's research that it's all like one nerve bundle. That's emergent, resource, uh, emergent research. The G spot clitoris. So, the clit, the, we have the new yeah. structure for the clit that it goes down inside the vaginal canal. And there's emergent research that it's all one nerve cluster. And so, the idea that the concept that g-spot and clit were very separate things is kind of coming into question right now that would make sense to me yeah me too right me dude fucking it totally fucking makes sense it totally fucking makes sense yeah i think like more so what we need to discover for um like intravaginal is like the pelvic floor muscle and how like whether it's relaxed or tight, how that controls how much women enjoy being penetrated Um, and why a lot of women just like that traditional clitoral stimulation on the outside because it has more to do with their pelvic floor not being able to relax properly. And so they don't like the penetration as much. That I think will be the next next place we go with that. Um, That toy that you had in your hand, fucking amazing. Um, I love it. I think it's great for training. I think it's great for solo. I think it's great for people to use. And I know, um, some women who, um, like to, um, get penetrated when they have sex who do femdom. So they put the guy on their back and they can put a toy inside of them and they can control the guy while they're enjoying themselves, fucking the guy. And that to them is their version of femdom. So it doesn't always have to be that the woman is wearing the penis to be a femdom or doing the penis it can be kind of a both back and forth um, but because the woman is in control it still satisfies that their particular femdom urge um so right. i love that toy for so many fucking things
1: it's versatile is- it's versatile for yeah, sure. yeah. Yeah. i see the box right there that is in the <laughs> plumpit <open wide>. line <laughs> do you do you love my little display
2: yeah background with the display it's it's fantastic <laughs>
0: So you've uh, you've got that. You've got your your, uh, phallus right next to you. Uh, you I do.
1: I do. Of course. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Of course, you can also use this in conjunction Uh, with this. uh, yeah. 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 Which is always a fun little game because you're getting all that stimulation in one way and no stimulation in another way. So you can really play with this back and forth and I absolutely as as a femdom control somebody's genitalia
2: completely. (laughs) Yes.
1: So So sexy.
2: And I also love that it doesn't always have to be about sadomasochism that sometimes it's just about dom-sub or it's just about control or um it, it doesn't have to like you said you're denying the pleasure in one area of the body but maybe overloading the, another area of the body with pleasure i love that kind of interplay of both things so you
0: know? chastity would pretty much just be about control and denial
1: yes? yeah
2: or centering because what kendra is saying um mm-hmm. is that she's recentering the pleasure to mm-hmm. take the pleasure away from the cock and move it towards the ass. So it's right. decentralizing, defocusing the penis and refocusing onto um, the asshole and, and right. using it in conjunction with each other which I I completely agree and I also love. Love love love. <laughs> Re retraining the concept of pleasure.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Cool. yeah. Yeah. So what
1: else you got back there? So... Then of course there's this one. I actually, oh, where's my little remote for it? This is a fun little one.
2: Yes.
0: You know what that's called? Do you have the box?
1: Oh, I do have the box. It's a big ass Uh, bucky dick. Right, uh, Uh, bucky dick? The strap you lock thrusting feature. Oh my God. Like a little mini
0: machine.
1: how fun is this, right? Oh, absolutely, and it has suction. The suction on the bottom. So again, like great self-love for soap all soap. day yep. long. You can put this in your shower, or your partner can put it in handy-dandy strap-on harness. Ooh, and yeah, have this thrust while their hips thrust, and there's, there's a lot go. of thrust.
2: <laughs> for a fucking
1: so, right. again like very versatile very I think it, vibration as well I think it does there's like a lot of little settings on here it's a lot of stuff yeah it's a lot of stuff but it's a fun one that you can use by yourself when starting out and exploring or when your top is not around or of course with your top with your partner with your mistress and yeah i love it
2: i do you see my it, face it,
1: it, it, it,
0: it, it's what else you got back there what else did i send you
1: Whoop. okay so yeah obviously that with the strap-on harness i'm sorry the strap-on harness is like to me one of the most important things about okay. It's. Yeah. i mean i hate to say it but i feel like the penis is sort of still like the symbol of power. And even when you just simply put on a strap-on harness, put in a nice big dick, nice big strap-on dildo, there's still like the sense of power and control control that goes goes along with it. You can use it to intimidate somebody, you can use it to fuck someone's mouth, make them gaze up at you as you ram it down their throat and beg, beg for more <laughs> I mean it's it's just sort of you know in in this what month did we say it was
0: female uh, empowerment.
1: In, in this month of female empowerment there there's still a little you know control that comes with wearing
2: a strap on having the dick
1: yeah 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 uh,
2: I always Definitely say that to the that I play with. um I'm the one who does the fucking because my dick's bigger. Yeah. So, who has a bigger dick does the fucking. And so, I always win because, like, if you have a big dick, I can just go buy a bigger one. Exactly.
1: Uh-huh.
2: There, there you, you go. <laughs> so what, what
1: else
2: <sighs> you got back there,
0: baby? Mm. <sighs> nice one so I
1: actually sent you that
0: paddle because I like it. I, I think that's a good toy. I like that toy. It's,
1: it's Yeah, it's... Um, silicone. Not, okay, yeah, silicone. I was like, is it rubber? Is it neoprene? Yeah, it's like
0: no. silicone.
1: It's nice and sturdy, but still flexible.
0: Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's just, I like that toy a lot.
1: Yeah. It has a nice, good, like, thump and a snap to it. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I can see... Doing a little bit of damage with this.
0: Well, or giving a whole lot of pleasure.
2: What's
1: we're giving a whole lot of pleasure. When yeah. I say damage, I don't mean, it be both? Don't mean damage. Exactly. <laughs> damage is- in a good way. Yeah.
0: With 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 the aforementioned knowledge that using paddle on somebody or spanking somebody is not just going to town on their ass.
1: No. Oh my God. No. You you're not gonna walk up and just start, you know. Slamming their ass away, unless of course you know you have that sort of relationship and dynamic trust uh, yeah. already built. That's
0: that's a, a on you Right.
1: But yeah, generally speaking, you're gonna start to warm things up. Mm. Actually, a little warm up. Warm up, warm up. You say, this is a nice one. I think for warm ups, it's yeah. you know, the impact is spread out. There's more surface area, so. You're hitting a larger area there's it's not as sharp it's more uh, more of a thuddy impact and maybe a nicer way to warm up before you move to a slightly sharper sort of impact
0: now i now i like that pad a lot but i choke up on it a little bit so it's not as flexy you know what yeah like yeah, yeah. like that so you you're actually absolutely-
2: yeah, so it's if a,
1: you're
0: it's, yeah, it's if, like, you're,
1: if you're holding it yeah further down, it's going to be more yeah. So I, choke yeah. Up on,
0: I I like that. So I tend to choke up on it a little bit because it gives yeah. me uh, more control. I feel I have more control over it that way. That so because sense. when you paddle yeah. somebody or spank somebody or cane somebody, it's a finesse thing to do. Yeah, it's not right.
2: Yeah.
1: Just, just go to town. Just go to town. No, <laughs> it's it's finesse, it's control. It's knowing, yeah, how how to hold it, how to use it, where to where to make the impact. Where to okay, hit. so that's sure. a,
0: that's, a, that's an excellent point. So if you want to start doing spanking stuff, or whether it be with paddles or your hands, talk to the person you're doing it with. So do you like it when, if you're going to do a spanking if my hand cupped? is it straight? And do you like glancing blows? Do you like me to go straight in? Hard, soft, how should this change up during the course of the scene? So, and if you can express that, you're going to get way more pleasure out of it, you know? I, more I've connection
2: seen, with your partner as well.
0: More connective. I mean, yeah. we've all seen people at little dungeon parties just getting the shit beat out of them. And sometimes you look at the bottom's face, we'll look at the bottom's face and like, oh, they're just, they're just putting up with this shit. So their dom looks good in front of everybody. Yeah. But they're not really like, oh, yeah.
1: Shitty. That's a shitty place to be in. Like, oh my God, can we just get this over with? Can you just like whip yeah. Yeah, me, spank me, hit me and be done with it so I can like go mingle with friends? Yeah, but else. And you've seen yeah. it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You do, right? What's that? Somebody getting a spanking, and you can just tell they're not enjoying themselves.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 You look at their face, and it's like, please, dear God, let this be over. And it shouldn't yeah. be that way.
0: No, they're just doing it so that. that their top somehow looks good. I don't know how a hard spanking makes a top look good. I think what makes a top look good is when you look at who's bottoming for them's face, and they you go, They are really, they have really gotten into a good headspace. They've gotten into a place of pleasure by paddling them or spanking them. And that's impressive to me.
2: Yeah, that is impressive. I think so too.
0: Anybody can just pick something up and whack away with it. Yeah. Let's play whack a mole with your butt. No. Gotta pass. Okay, what else you got? (laughs) Oh, this one I gotta. Ooh, maybe I have to plug
1: this. Ooh, I know what
2: that is. Need an extension cord. I love those. Uh,
1: these are fun. Mm-hmm. These are totally fun. The neon wand.
0: So, everybody, when I first started in the scene, everybody wanted a violet wand. Mm-hmm. But violet wands back then cost about $500 for the set. Yeah. No, they're
1: expensive, mm-hmm. man. Oh, yeah, they're expensive. And then
0: what about 10 years ago, the electronic ones came out?
2: Yeah, it this technology.
0: This technology because they were based on a Tesla Tesla coil.
2: Yes, correct.
0: And they had a wax core and they were expensive And you
2: couldn't use them when they were upside down.
0: Yep, you couldn't use them when they were upside down.
1: It went off. Yeah. As soon as you did this, forget it.
0: But these now because they're solid state, they work upside down, right side up. Now, okay, now, truth be told, yeah. they're not quite as, they're not as strong as the Tesla
2: core ones. No, yeah, but they do have the power trippers that you can add on to them that does make them stronger. Yeah, right. also, you don't need all that fucking power for a lot of people. Like, this is a much more fun, versatile, more than the OG wax core ones. Those are overkill, I think. You're just going to fucking hurt someone's clit. Like, don't do that shit. Well,
0: how many people did you play with <laughs> the old style one with that could take it up at 10?
2: Oh, yeah too
1: much Those, no that that's too much these are a lot more subtle you're not going to zap someone's butt you're not going to fry someone's nuts off using
2: this so for
0: dinner if you want yeah, if you want to up the power with these there's uh, silicone attachments yes and the silicone attachments do a huge about more transfer of electrical power than the yeah. glass huge so if you want more power get that and get the silicone attachments that go on with it but these right. eyes
1: really- and some of them like the shape makes a difference as yeah. well some of them are uh sharper and sort exactly of
2: pink,
1: more direct you're a big electrical human you love to play with electricity electrical
0: human <laughs> yeah
2: who doesn't uh, like that andrew you like you like
0: with, you like to play with electricity right?
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> ah, it's like a tickle <laughs> a zappy tickle
2: yeah that makes
1: ah. any sort of sense but I yeah
2: these,
1: these are super fun and versatile and I mean there's a lot of ways to play with pain and pleasure with these for sure there, there's a lot of different things you can combine them with mm. to really elicit like the maximum amount of pleasure or the maximum amount of pain Depending and on. it's a scary noise i think it's intimidating yeah the noise the noise. the noise is intimidating it mm-hmm. on it's like what is that oh god no violent ones are
0: fun these are fun,
1: these is, is, are fun.
0: is that it for your your box of stuff i
1: think there's one more, and this is sort of like a staple in
0: anybody's
1: a staple in whoops, falling, falling boxes of Who's
2: in the bookmugs? flying
1: everywhere. It's everywhere. Restraints, you, you kind of have to, uh, yes.
0: have to Oh, it's the, the Isabella Sinclair line.
1: Yes. <laughs> A bitch who has been in the industry for how long? And by bitch I mean term of endearment,
0: yeah. no we we all love yeah. Isabella. Um, you know, the funny thing is when I when I first started, I learned so much from that woman. It was incredible. I was lucky enough to meet her early on. I met some yeah. really horrible people early on that did nothing but tell me bad gave me bad information. Yeah. Just yeah me bad information. Yeah, yeah. And then I meet uh, Isabel Sinclair, and I was lucky enough to be invited to some of her parties at the Ivy Manor. When she was doing parties at the Ivy Manor, and when she was doing—does anybody remember when she was doing her monthly dinners, monthly dinner parties?
2: I wasn't living on this coast yet, but yes, I'm Okay. Yeah.
0: And so I was I lucky didn't enough to her. Watch, I
2: didn't know her at that
0: point. watch her do some scenes, and God, just her pacing.
1: Yeah. and
0: her timing on stuff is in, is impeccable
2: yeah she's amazing
0: and so when i first started i thought well i gotta rush through this because whoever i'm doing might get bored no not so much no i was told you kind of had to zoom through stuff a little bit and then you watch as bella play and she's like and then she talks to me she goes no they'll be there they want to be there they'll hang out they'll wait yeah so you you just yeah. glide around—not glide, but yeah, glide around and do your thing.
2: She does glide. She's very ethereal when she moves. It's really beautiful. Yeah. I, um, I, the parties that I was helping host moved from another location to her location um, before the pandemic, and um, she would come often and play. And it's just beautiful watching her move around. She's yeah, like, a learned, fucking, like a magical unicorn, like the way she moves. It's very- Yeah, you
0: learn, so, you learn so much from her, just watching her of, of, about how to build a scene, how to build tension, how to then go in and either ramp it up or go down a little bit with it. So it's just always like, mm, yummy. She's great. I
2: also have a wicked-ass crush on her because she's hot as hell. So I just like- Oh, hanging, yeah. Wow. Oh. Hanging out, watching her move around. Like an <laughs> angel, you know what I mean? She's so beautiful.
0: Okay, so who yeah. doesn't have a wicked ass crush on her
2: I don't know anybody that doesn't have a wicked ass crush on her. She's fucking the hottest.
0: And then particularly if you know her, you have even yes. more of a wicked ass.
2: Crush. Oh my god, because really it's her personality. You know what I mean? Right. Like it's as hot as she is physically, like her personality is like fuck man. It's just it's she's so hot.
0: Well, the the one of the fabulous things about her is, and I think this should transcend all Dom's, is very nurturing. Compassionate. Mm-hmm. And
2: she's very compassionate. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same
0: time, she can um, fuck you up. Yes.
2: yes.
1: Right. And to me, to me, that's what domination is. It's not the yelling, the screaming, the humiliation, which I again I feel like a lot of newer people sort of gravitate towards. Yes. Uh, it's this control and presence. Yeah. And Nurturing. Yep. But maintaining that control and that presence just because you're kind and just because you're nurturing doesn't mean that you haven't stopped being in control. Yeah. it means you're even more in control. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Now I, I don't, really, I don't, I really don't like the yelly dom thing, whether it's a dom or a dominatrix. I, I don't personally care for it. i I really think that that's based on the last 10, 15 years of the internet um, yeah. and theatrical performances.
2: Fan, very I, fantasy, very, fan. I've very never, fantasy,
0: yeah. I've never yeah. when I've done, ever felt the need to yell at somebody. Maybe raise my voice a tiny bit for attention, but I've always found that if you talk a little softer and make them strain to hear you, yeah. then you've really got their attention. If you're yelling yeah. at them, you can't have their attention. They're like, ah, what are
2: you yelling at Stop it. I, also I agree with Kendra that if you're wearing the dick, you have their attention.
1: What?
2: I agree with Kendra that if you're wearing the dick, you have their attention. Yeah, there's that. that?
1: But I think there's a time and a place for yelling and you know, cursing about everything. There's a time and a place for it, but it is not what domination is to me. Sure.
2: Yeah.
1: So yeah, I absolutely, I, before I, I met Isabella, of course, I had seen her for years and knew Ivy Manor and all of this. And she was somebody who definitely was like on another plane of existence, if that makes any sense. Yeah, like, yeah. like somebody that really seemed to be much more of a mentor as well. Yeah. Um, instead of just like just a pro dom or just a dominatrix, like also a mentor and somebody that I, I feel a lot of people could could and have really looked up to.
2: Yeah, I agree. Yeah.
1: Very much so. And now we have her restraint kit. Yay! <laughs> okay. So what's uh,
0: that? That comes with um, restraints, obviously
1: obviously. So ankle, ankle restraints, um, dandy, dandy little chain in between wrist restraints. Yeah. The smaller size here. Handy, dandy. Dandy, dandy. And then these, so this is like the bedroom bondage Mm
2: -hmm. kind of
1: restraint set. So these straps, which may or may not translate on
2: oh, it under the uh, bed? camera
1: right here. Yeah. So these go underneath the bed, underneath the mattress. And then there are places to hook the restraints. I love So it. this is also, if you're playing in your personal life and you're trying to, you know, quickly say hey honey let's let's have a little play time like these are a really quick easy way to do that they're very effective they're leather restraints so you and, can just hide that under your bed, hide that under your bed yeah
0: under you can bed.
1: yeah it's hideable so if you have children
2: <laughs> it's definitely like a sex toy it looks like exercise equipment right
1: right yeah. it, it's okay. definitely easy to sort of hide or you know play off as being something else it's compact so you can also pack it away but it's such an essential item it's such such as an essential item and a versatile item when you're talking about bondage domination ds you know cool it needs cool. that well
0: you, that you, really, you really like that thing you're really a really big fan of the under the bed restraint system i thought who me yeah you
2: yeah i fucking i have like four of them i um take it when i do when I travel when I go to hotels mm-hmm. because you don't know where there's going to be a good tie point so mm-hmm. a whole rope kit is going to be kind of wasted but that yeah. is going to be great because I just bring one and then I just there's two beds in my hotel room and one of them gets that on it and I just leave it there the whole fucking trip so it's there when I need it and then when I'm ready to go I just pull it out pop it back in my suitcase and it's
0: right. and it's tensionable, so you can Adjust it. Uh, you can, you can yeah. make longer or shorter depending on what position you want to do.
2: Or the height of the person, exactly. how long they are.
1: Yeah, they're, I mean, these are, yeah, like canvas uh, canvas lines and there's- Yeah, they're uh, great, very, very durable. Dusters everywhere.
0: I actually don't think those are nylon. Nylon. Canvas, material.
1: <laughs> yeah, very durable. Searching, searching for the word here. But uh, yeah, there there's adjusters everywhere.
0: Yeah, you can adjust uh, it. it.
1: Yeah. So yeah, definitely good for travel. Definitely good to just sort of throw in your kit and have like a, a weekend getaway or
2: yeah. Uh, mm-hmm.
0: We can get away or a. bed
2: from bondage.
0: Or on your or on your bed all the time under. Yeah, on
2: your bed all the time. Mm-hmm. So
1: yeah, this is this is like. An essential sort of item. To have, right? Yeah. So. Cool. Yeah. Well, does anybody have any of any words, fun words, stuff. words of wisdom
0: on uh, femdom relationships, or how to be in a femdom relationship, or how not to be in a femdom relationship, or? I'm asking.
2: Oh, I mean, oh, we covered any... an awful lot today. Huh? I think mean, we covered an awful lot. So I think
1: i I think broaching the subject is difficult for a lot of people yes. if you want to introduce it into your personal life, I think that is I think that's the hardest part yes. is broaching the subject. I don't know if you guys have talked about this. Yeah, we've
0: talked about this on other shows, but I always think it's good to bring up now yes. i I always um in the last oh decade, two decades, three decades or so. When I'm going to enter into a relationship. This is like second date chit chat if they don't know who the hell I am already. Um, you need to bring this stuff up first because you don't want to spring it on somebody three months into the relationship. No, you're no, right. no, no. And if you're in a dedicated let's say you've been in a relationship for let's say 20 years, it's a it can be a little difficult to change the dynamic, the sexual dynamic of that. Yes. Yeah, um, but hopefully you know your partner well enough that you could go, Hey, baby, I love you. And, would like a butt plug. That yeah,
2: get burn. kinky.
0: How do you feel about that? Yeah. And then hopefully you get a positive response and they treat you well. Yeah. I know right. what a lot of people's, pro- uh, I know that a lot of people have a problem with, um, they think that if they bring this up to their partner, they'll be shamed.
2: Yeah.
0: And that's a scary place to be. Very scary. Um, I also think it's a scary place to live your life with your sexuality cloistered. Yes. Um, that's not a good place to be either. Um, so, adult peer to peer conversation. So important. Um, I personally yeah. like to do that in the morning over coffee, not at nine o'clock at night when you're on your third glass of wine.
2: Yeah, so- not when you're <laughs> already. <laughs>
1: Drinking, probably not the optimal yeah. time to have a serious yeah. conversation about your king. Yeah. Right. Although, Yeah, I feel like people are more inclined to do that, like a glass of wine, help them loosen up, and that could potentially lead to places that you don't want to be. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I want to have that conversation, stone cold, sober, probably in the morning or in the afternoon, Yep. um, so I can really dial into what somebody's thinking.
2: Yeah, Um, so you can be very present.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. That's that's it. So you can be very present. Hopefully they can be very present understanding also. Um, and hopefully whoever you're talking to goes, I would like to do that too. OK, and then the next question you have to ask is, do either of us have any experience doing this?
2: And then the answer to that is go watch XRU. Figure exactly. out how to plays
0: And if you don't have, let's say you don't have that to watch or we don't cover it and you want to do something, Talk a lot. Anytime. Use a lot of lube. And go slow. And talk to each other. Go slow. Never say you're doing it wrong because, say, maybe we need a minor adjustment. I mean, I had this conversation a couple of days ago with my partner. We were doing something. And it was like, and I heard, um, and I'm like, okay, hold on. Do we need to adjust? And it's like, yes, we need to adjust a little bit. It's like, let's adjust. Know what needs to be adjusted. And that could be anything, it could be how you tie, how, you're, how you strain, how you're being hit. It could be the nipple clamps that are on or a butt plug that's in your ass. Something needs to be adjusted, needs to be addressed. And you should do it graciously because they are playing with you. You are playing with each other. Yeah. Yeah. Trelaw. Trelaw.
2: Trelaw.
0: <laughs> okay. So cool, is that any words, of, any other words of wisdom we wanna give everybody out there in the hinterlands? I think we got it. We got it, you feel good, you feel good? Good. I, I'm gonna just do the uh, Ms. Starr, Ms. James, do we, do we all feel good about this?
2: I feel good about it. What about you, Kendra? I'm good, I'm good. Okay.
0: Fabulous, so uh,
2: mm, yeah, let's
0: all do it. <laughs> I'm pulling that as a screen grab. <laughs> That'll be creepy. No, it's. Oh,
1: yeah. that's
2: the creepy part. I yeah yeah yeah.
0: That's the creepy part.
2: Not the dildos and the and and yeah. This is creepy.
0: It's the angelic face.
2: Because it's a lie. The angelic face and of-
0: the. I am angelic. What are you talking about?
2: <laughs> I am. Yeah. I can totally see your halo as it's holding up your fucking horns. Uh huh. Okay, other way. I can see people sitting on top of your fucking horn. Yeah.
0: So, hey, everybody out there, thanks for joining us. We really appreciate your support and you uh, watching and listening to the show, whatever. Um, Thank you so very much. And uh, you ladies are good?
2: Yeah, thanks, guys.
1: Mask up and let's get over this pandemic so we can all play together and have more fun in the future.
0: So, I hope you all learned something about relationships, Femdom, and maybe how to ease on into this if you want to. And uh, we will see you next month on Extreme Strength University. Hi, everybody. This is Ian Rack. Thanks for downloading the podcast and supporting our show. You're listening to Extreme Restraint University.